55 seconds. The kick, Franklin comes late. He crashed the pack. Kennedy Heaney, was he out? He was close to it. This has got through. Florent, he has a look behind. He's got English in the rear view mirror. There's been some big moments in the last quarter. This is the one that counts. And only Florent makes it his. It wasn't perfect, but Ollie and the Swans pull off the great escape after an anxious two hours under the roof. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be discussing our review of the round four victory against the Bulldogs, the preview of the next game against the Adelaide Crows and everything else Sydney Swans. My name is Tom Flanagan, and I'm joined tonight in the Podular Media Studio by Madison Clark and Ben Andrew, as always. How are we, fellas? Somehow, we just got out of that one. Oh, well, uh, you keep winning the close ones, you're going to end up having a pretty good season, so... Yeah, as you said, great escape, but uh, we're just getting it done at the moment, aren't we, Benny? 100%, Mads. Couldn't, uh, couldn't really be much happier than with how we got away with that one. Absolutely, and a really nice little finish to have Ollie put that one away at the end there. I was jumping for joy. Literally. Yeah, what a nail-biter. Josh Dunkley, you beauty. Thanks, mate. Thanks yeah, for that. Yeah, uh, dropping that one there. Dunkley. Caleb Daniel, Mitch Honeychurch, not making the distance. Thanks for that one, boys, as well. That's, that yeah, was... 100%, absolutely right. I mean, and, and Josh Dunkley... His dad would have been come home, mate. Chips, come home, he? Come home, Josh. <laughs> come home, mate. Well, yeah, what a game. It was um, an absolute beauty. We, we probably... In many people's eyes, probably didn't deserve to win that game. I think in most Swan supporters' eyes, we thought the fight in the uh, in the second half was more than more than deserving enough to to get the four points in the end. But a, a lot of neutral observers would have watched that game and thought that was probably the the Bulldogs who who choked that one up at the end. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I was um, I wasn't actually watching the game. I was at uh, I was seeing a DJ called Solomon on Saturday afternoon. How was that? Uh, it was fantastic, Tommy. It was. A, very great party. Most of Melbourne was there, so but no. Um, the situation was my dad was texting me often, and about five minutes into the second quarter, he said, "I'm out." And I know that what that means when my dad says that it means he's thrown the the remote, the TV's off, and he's done. He doesn't have a, a high doesn't pain, have a stomach for does, it. Doesn't have anymore. a high pain threshold for the Swannies, unfortunately. So I thought I'll turn my phone off and just see how it goes and. Luckily, we we came through with it. One hundred percent. I uh, I was there. Uh, I was about four rows back from the boundary line, and funnily enough, I was actually sat next to Ollie Florence's mother, which I didn't find Is out right? until after the siren. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, which was an interesting experience, but um, no, we were we were all pretty proud of her little boy. Huge. How did she break it to you? Uh, she didn't. Her partner did. Um, we finished the game finished and I said to, to my partner, I was like, how good is that? And he then just proceeded to, to break the news. He was like, yeah, that's, that's her boy. That's her son. Holy Number hell. 13. I'm like, Oflo, <laughs> Oflo is her son. And I'm only finding out about this. You would have At the end of the around. game, you, like, you had the best seat in the house then. Oh, I did, I did, absolutely. Oh, but they, uh, they let probably... me tell you, that was an ecstatic moment. I was absolutely full as an old man's boot by the time <laughs> that came around. And I admitted to you earlier, I actually had lost track of the score and thought the game was tied. <laughs> so, needless to say, with Heaney, honestly, within an arm's reach of me, kicking that ball up uh, over the top of Ollie's head, I just kind of turned and looked down the field and saw the absolute paddock mm. that he had to run into. 
and I just got up and about in a very, very big way, myself and uh, my fellow supporters. It was a great we, run, wasn't it? We ran that one home with him, <laughs> safe to say, Mads, absolutely. Well, uh, everyone had their thoughts to share about that magnificent goal that ended up being the sealer on Saturday afternoon. Horse had his thoughts on it. Let's have a listen to that now. Ollie Florence showed a lot of composure at the end. I think he looked as though he's going to try and run in at one stage, but the big bloke seemed to be a bit close. But what were your thoughts at that stage? <laughs> uh, hopefully he kicks it. Uh, or worse to that effect. Um, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was good to see him kick at the young kids. Sometimes it's great as a young bloke, isn't it? You don't have any fear. You just go about it and uh, what will be will be. So um, that's what's good about him. He, uh, I just spoke to him then and he just said, oh, what's the problem? I went back and kicked it. And I tell you, English can run. Because yeah. mm. um, Ollie's got some wheels and uh, for a big bloke like that to chase like he did, he can really move. When he marks it, you want him to hold the ball, don't you? You want him to hold the ball and that let, might have let been, everyone catch That might have been a preference at that particular yeah. point in time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, what will be will be. And uh, you know, an old coach used to say, live by the sword, die by the sword. And he went and for it and he kicked it, which was, we'll take that as well. That was uh, that was horse discussing Oli Florence's magnificent goal, the, the match winning goal on Saturday afternoon, and um, yeah, it was just great composure from the young fella. Um, it, late stages of the game, um, pressure situation, inexperienced player uh, has to t- really, you know, if he if he wasn't going to uh, hold up the mark as horse alluded to there, he, he had to just kick the goal, and he ended up doing it. Yeah, and did it with real pizzazz. For mine, yeah. he's running full pelt and actually sidesteps and starts running away from the goal. So he's actually kicking a drop punt across his body. And as I said to you earlier, Mads, I watched the goal umpire take two to three shuffles to his left and then he didn't move. <laughs> and I watched that ball trounce through. And remember, I thought it was a draw at the time. I was going absolutely bananas. Well, I, oh, look, it was it was incredible, but... You just get the feeling. I mean, he he that wasn't the ideal place to kick it. I'm sure he would have liked to straighten up, but he was at a point and great awareness from the young fella because Nick English was right on his hammer, and it was a great run from him too, as as Horse mentioned. But you're right; he was running essentially away from the goals, and to actually have the wherewithal to to slot it through the middle under that immense pressure. For a kid that young, very, very good signs, boys. Very good signs. Ollie shared his thoughts on the pressure that he was feeling in that very situation. I knew that it wasn't long on the clock. Um, you know, it would have been a bit more intense if we were down, but I just thought there was a lot of space in front of me. There was a, you know, I'm running with a Rockman, but I looked at him as Tim English, and he's a pretty good, pretty good player and very quick, and I just had to throw it on the boot, and luckily it rolled, it rolled in. Pretty good feeling once it went through? Yeah, carried on. <laughs> It'd be like a pork chop, but yeah, had to be done. Yep. Pretty Ollie. good feeling. Pretty good feeling. What I can imagine carried on like a pork chop. Yeah. I love that, Ollie. <laughs> love that, O'Flynn. Yeah, no, I, I never kicked a uh, winning goal with a couple of minutes ago, so I wouldn't know what that feeling is like, but oh, I'm sure it's I'm uh, sure you'd carry on like a pork chop oh, too, exactly Tommy. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, so let's get into a little bit of the review of the game. I thought in that first half, pretty much for the entirety of it, I mean, late in the second quarter, we, we made a big charge, but for most of that second half, we were just hanging on for dear life. Yep. Dogs were pretty up and about, as they usually are against us, yep. um, and, and they were pretty elusive in that first half. They found a way to run and carry through our midfield and nearly got away from us a couple of times. Yeah, and Tory Dixon, yeah. he, was, he, he obliterated us. Mm. He was so He was prolific 
in their yeah. forward line. Um, one thing that I was just really thankful for was that we were really true with our chances. We we didn't we were not wasteful in front of goal. Yeah. Uh, I think we went in at quarter time or yeah quarter time. I think we were four goals straight. Um, and that that was a, a telling sign for for us to then go into the second quarter and build on that and really kick away as we did, as you mentioned, Tommy. And that's, a lot of that was was Parker and Papley, well, wasn't it? That's that's it. I think without Parker, Papley, Heaney, just being a little bit more composed under pressure, we could have been in a lot of trouble at halftime because they they steadied us. Yeah, but really, really bloody reliable. Said shot, yeah. Luke Parker. Yeah. My God, he just doesn't want to miss. He doesn't. He doesn't. Jack, he's so tough. Jack McRae had 19 in the first half for them and looked to be the main one who was taking the game away from us, but we somewhat curtailed his influence in the second half. Yeah, he had, what, 15 after half time, but wasn't nearly as damaging. So uh, props to Joey there for, for keeping him a little bit quieter. Yep, JP Kennedy wasn't uh, individually, offensively one of his standout games, but I, I thought the uh, defensive job that he did, particularly in that third quarter, I'm not sure whether he ran with him for the whole game, but for stages in that third quarter, he was definitely one of the ones to curb McRae's influence. I'll tell you what as well. I was impressed with, uh, with Wood and his job on, yep. on the Badois. Yep. Yeah, no, Wood, Wood was fantastic. Uh, Bud got on top of him in the second half. He did. In, in the end, um, but he, he was pretty impressive. In terms of running with him at every contest, there was there was Wood. It mm. was, But he was getting that support in the first half. I yep. thought Norton did a really good job as well, helping out um, in the back half for the Dogs, and they weren't giving Buddy any easy opportunities. I remember, I think it was, um, it was in the last quarter, Heaney had just an open field to run through the corridor mm-hmm. to, to set up Buddy uh, for a particular piece of play. And I remember Rusey on the commentary was criticising the Bulldogs midfielders for just not not giving any sort of proper chase uh, to try and curtail him. We know he's one of our most damaging ball users and the Dogs probably should have known that as well. Without doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, you're, if you can't see the damage that that man can do to your side and your chances of winning... You are blind. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, look, at the end of the day, man had 20 disposals. Almost half of them were contested. You know, five score involvements, 11 pressure acts. This is a man who, <laughs> he's gonna, if you let him loose, he's going to do things like that. He's and pretty special. He's, yeah, absolutely. He's really uh, fortunate that he can learn to sort of do these things whilst Parker and Kennedy and yeah. uh, and Hannah's are taking taking the heavy tags. Yeah. So he gets to sort of run loose a little more. As we've said, he gets to float forward, have a more damaging impact on the scoreboard. Uh, I, I'm, and I thought I, he I thought he really steadied us when he moved into the midfield in the second quarter. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Like, honestly, the, the words I was looking it's, for. It's it's versatile. He's so versatile, and he can just be that other body in there and he, he's by foot he's fantastic so yeah. and he was one of the ones that was able to help us completely turn the absolutely. tables at the start of that third quarter and for the majority of the second half uh, the game was played now forward third and much of that can be credited to guys like Heaney uh, Parker etc um, and and the forward pressure as well that I thought really lifted after half time. The Dogs made a couple of crucial turnovers too uh, and we were able to capitalise on that but a lot of that has to be credited to that forward half pressure yeah, absolutely. And we really, really buckled down man on man yeah. as well. We started winning a lot of fifty fifty ball that uh I think I think we got a bit lucky on a few occasions, uh, with a couple of ball bounces going our way, but also by the same token, I actually think we were pretty hard done by. 
by the uh, by the arms across the entire game. Uh, well, it was twenty nine to sixteen, and I think a lot of those That's substantial. But a lot it's of those becoming a theme against them, isn't it? Mm. But a lot of those also are free kicks coming in our forward line as well. So they don't if the if the whistle goes either the other way or it isn't coming through at all, we're still there with scoring opportunities yep. and. I uh, yeah I thought I thought we got pretty unlucky at times. Uh, sinkers I thought pretty impressive, particularly in that third turn. Your man, my Your man, my man, man sinkers. Uh, sinkers. I always find a way to bring him up, but he was really important. Why I thought. Wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to bring he's him up? He's having a stellar season, he's, Tommy. He's having a career best year and blossoming. <laughs> and his and his work in the air, he just put enough pressure on, on their back six to make them not just have to worry yeah. about Bud, and that I think helped. Uh, buddy, get off the leash against Wood in the second It's half, halving the contest, Structural. as we said. Structural. Structural. Architectural. That's what, architectural. That's what we like here yep. at True Bloods. And we're missing missing that a bit. Obviously, Reid not in the side, Rowan out. Um, and with uh, the likes of Aaliyah and Towers being our makeshift uh, second and third tall forwards, we, they probably didn't get up and going in that first half. Towers was pretty good in, in the second, I thought. Ooh. You want to talk Ooh. about... Uh, a bit of razzle you want, to, you want to talk about Mr. Razzle Dazzle himself, Dan? <laughs> well, how good was that? Was it in that last quarter? Uh, crucial, crucial. The old moment. human stepladder. <laughs> we need the man to step up and, and boy, oh, step boys, up. Step, step up. up. Mate, he took flight. I lost him for a second. <laughs> lost him in the lights of Eddie had. Couldn't believe what I was saying. Warwick and Kappa then, would have been very impressed. Without, without taking the Mickey too far. Uh, went back and. Slotted. Calmly slotted the goal, Ooh, absolutely, yeah. and extended the lead. Uh, a, a, a stunning piece of play, and loved I, it. And I loved think, it from Dino. I think he, that was one of the flair. That was one of the real highlights in the second half. We really lifted in the aerial contest, and that put a lot of pressure on the dogs because they're not that big around the ground. It wasn't just Franklin and Sinkers either. The the back sixes that they, they were fantastic. I thought Smooch. Rampy Mills oh, in the Smitty air. Smitty was great, fantastic. Yeah, solid. Uh, Parker and Kennedy were very physical in the air. Towers, as you said, with a little bit of razzle dazzle, took that great mark and kicked the goal from the set shot. Haywood, a couple of big grabs <laughs> late. Even Alier, I thought in the second half was handy in the air. He didn't have a great game, but there was a couple of crucial contests in that last quarter where Aaliyah had an influence in the air. Um, I'll I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you who can run. Harry Cunningham. He sure can. He Loving Harry's form at the moment. Almost 15 Ks, Tommy. Unreal. Unreal from Harry. And intensity running, too. Mm. That's Pit-a- not a nice slow lap of the lap of. That's Peter Well, in fact, work. it is. Oh, yeah. It's more along the lines about three and a half, four laps of the tan. Yep, Mads. Yep. This bike is sprinting no, from, I, uh, from from pillar to post. I can briskly walk the tan. <laughs> don't know if I'll be doing four uh, laps of it at full pace. My no, absolutely not. And let's face it, like, we all get to Anderson Street, we turn around and go home, <laughs> mate. I'll be panting after about half a lap. <laughs> Um, but yeah, some of the efforts in that from the back six in that last quarter, we just mentioned them, Rampy, Lloyd, Grundy, Smith, but in particular, McVeigh, who we've been a little bit critical of. I wouldn't say critical. Wait, uh, I wouldn't say critical. I think that we've, we've raised a few concerns. Yeah. And it's important to question things. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were saying in the last couple of weeks, maybe the pace of the game's getting a little bit much with him, but the reason that he's in the side is the reason, is what he did on the weekend in that last quarter. Multiple times in that last term, game-saving efforts on the last line of defence. Tommy, 100%. He was critical in the final quarter. Absolutely critical. A critical calm head. And clinical. Yeah, by all means. Absolutely. He was fantastic. Oh, the cool head. Uh, he's the, a, he's the a silk. He's absolutely. A but he was he was honestly like silk, the way that he mm. was using the ball. 
mm-hmm. it was effortless and it looked as though he had all the time in the world to make these decisions and every time he made one bang off we went back up to the other end of the ground Definitely. he just he just read the play he was great Macca. i um i really liked my man's game Jonesy. Jonesy, yeah, his, his run, that risky run That's was really he, important. He takes on the game, doesn't he? Yeah. And we when ne- we and need we, him to. We, and we needed it. We yep. needed it badly in those middle quarters. He literally Emphasized. backed himself and sprinted through yep. eight dogs players through the centre of the ground. His impact is emphasised when we play a young running side like the Bulldogs. Absolutely. It is so pivotal because it's where we get. It's where in the past we've been shown up. Yeah, we get and found out in yeah, those situations. Absolutely, yeah, hundred uh, percent. I was also ecstatic about Jonesy's game. Mm. He was great. Yep. He was fantastic. The big fella, the big Budwa, the great man. He, his second half, absolutely fantastic. Yep. Made it his own. Crucial. Made it his own. Yep. Forced himself into the game, didn't yep. he? After yeah, for sure. He was well held by Wood in that first half, as we touched on before. But he set up Heaney for that really crucial goal to keep us in touch on the halftime mm. siren. That got him going a little bit and then those two goals in a minute in the third term were absolutely vital one of which a magnificent set shot from 50 on the right half forward flank which from Benny, 50 at which, least 55 which, I was right behind him I was right behind him Benny our four rows back yeah, from the you were, you, were, you, were, you were six years deep so snapped it on knows. the Insta, Insta story what's, what's your handle Benny? the <laughs> handle <laughs> unfortunately expired now Tommy but um <laughs> No, it was that was a that was a really good moment uh, in the game as well because we'd just come out from three quarter time and everyone wanted Buddy to get up and going and let's face it he could he six. relaxes he relaxes the further out he is he does and he was honestly probably kicking from about fifty five yeah and it was no issues it was no issues it had that beautiful left to right arc that he gets as he comes around oh it was great to watch. Three four, he kicked, didn't he? Yeah, yeah could have yeah, been. Missed, missed could have been that's, prolific. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. And I mean, you're going to have those games. That's that's fine. You can't be on all the time. But uh, it's intimidating. It's, 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 just, it's intimidating, still, isn't it? It's great. It's such a great sign. It's such a great sign. And then there's that last five minutes, and that was well, it was hard in your mouth stuff. I basically chewed off my hand when Dalhouse uh, put through. That goal to put him within a point, but Tommy, I told you I was about nine beers deep. Oh, I you would have been. Frightened. I thought it was drawn. I'd lost track of the scores. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon you had your heart in your mouth? My God, unbelievable! <laughs> it was a bit of a bit of a relief though when Caleb Daniel went to bond three on one instead of having a ping yes. with a minute left. And in that passage, should have should have backed himself there. And in that passage of play, the composure of Mills, Lloyd, and Hannes in that little yeah, bit of play, fantastic. Also, Dalhouse was completely by himself about Nerd. 30 metres out. Yep. Hmm. So, uh, you got to wonder how that chances. happens, but anyway. And, and then after that, they'd worked the ball to Hannes, after Mills and Lloyd had worked it to Hannes, after that marking contest with Bont, it was Kennedy and Heaney who set up that final play for Ollie. Mm. And how clever and skillful uh, that floating kick around the corner there from Heaney yeah. to set up but that last That goal. doesn't matter whether it was out of bounds or not. We won't worry about that. I feel non-preferred too. Yeah. That's what you get with Isaac Heaney. He's a smart footballer. He's got a great footy class. head and he's All just class. silk. And I'm so bloody happy we've got him, Benny. And uh, Horse touched on after the game that, you know, we, it wasn't our most polished performance, but we just no. found a way to win and good sides do that. And let's have a listen to that now. From your perspective, what was the difference in the end? What got you home? I don't think there was one thing. It was just, we just found a, found a way in the end. And, and look, you know, they had, they had more scoring shots and, you know, there's a few of those things that you... Um, 
you, know, you look at it as we're a bit fortunate with uh, the scoring shots, for instance, the inside 50, 50 differential, but um, we've won before with an inside, inside 50 differential and, and being down on that and just finding a way. And, and, uh, and I think that's what it was in the end. It just, um, just, just found a way to, to win it and you just got to do that. You just got to do that, and uh, we did, and we and did. Good sides win the close ones, Tommy. Yep. Uh, Mads. Yes. Jones back in. We all already know your thoughts. Talk to us about the game for Nicky Newman and Alira Lear. Thought Alira Lear just looked a bit lost, out of sorts. I mean, he was playing predominantly forward. It's an unfamiliar position it for is, Lear. It is, and first game back, not many minutes in the knee. That's the thing. If you have sixty minutes in the knee fall, it's so far from AFL standard, it's not even comparable in any way, shape, or form. So I just feel like you need full ga- give him full games in NEFL, put him where he's comfortable, let him work into a bit of form. I, I ideally don't want to see him playing against Adelaide, personally. What do you think? Oh, I don't think he's anywhere near it. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, no. I, I, that, that's just honest feedback. You can't go... And... I, I hear... Everything you're saying about, you know, he was in an unfamiliar position, but I think that actually just contributed to him looking so out that's, of sorts. That's what I mean. He, yeah. he not only looked out of sorts, he actually didn't look like he had any confidence. Uh, I, 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 I really don't that's, want to say. I don't. I don't. I don't particularly want to see him out there either. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm not against to... Adelaide because Adelaide are coming off a shocking loss. Mm. to a pretty average football team that we'll talk more about later because we've got Absolutely. some apologies. Um, they're going to have their tails up. Um, I don't think he's there yet. Nick Newman, a bit different. What, what did you think of Newman's game, Tommy? Look, I, I thought he just slotted back in. He wasn't outstanding. He wasn't, yep. wasn't anywhere near the best player on the ground, but he didn't do anything that any glaring areas to me that, that made me think, oh, he's, he's not up to the level and we should send him back to the Neafel. I, I think he'll be in this week. Yeah, you persevere. You, you, you persevere yeah, from You here. persevere with Newman. If you're marking the three of them, you probably give Jones a tick, you give Newman a dash, and then you give Aaliyah a cross. But Newman a pass mark, you'd say? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, Holds his spot for now. Yeah. Um, who comes in for Aaliyah then? Well, I, I don't mind if... Alir is left in the side personally. Really? Um, just, Where would you have him just, playing? Though? Just on the fact that he, he you've brought him in now, you might as well. That's it. We've brought him in and and you know give him a little bit of continuity. It's the first time he's playing on low minutes. He's playing in an, a foreign position for him. Where would you play him forward again? Um, yeah, but I, I might uh, go with the more minutes in in the ruck uh, and sink is going okay. forward a little bit more. Um, okay. So if you are going to play him, I don't, I don't think he's a stay-at-home forward, but he's probably the most talented of the key position options that we've got at the moment. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. That being said, if you're not on, game. you're not on. If you're not yeah, on, yeah. you're not on. And you yeah. need to, for mine, he needs to run around the park a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. No, he just, cool. it was It was obvious from the moment I laid eyes on him. But if, if the coaching staff have made the decision that McCartan and Cameron are both not ready just yet, then they're bereft but, of options. But Aaliyah than... wasn't ready. That's, that's yeah. the point. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's so the most you go, senior yeah. of the so three. You go, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Cool. well. Pros and cons from the game. Uh, we'll probably uh, cover them with our big spiel about the game before. But uh, main cons, probably letting the dogs get the jump on us in that first half. We were a little bit flat um, midfield. 
allowed them to run through us um, on multiple mm. occasions in mm. that first half and set up uh, what could have been a match-winning lead if our grind wasn't so good. And that's probably the pro, the gritty determination in the second half and late in the second quarter yeah. and then from then on to well, will us I, back on I top. Just, I really liked how we always responded. And that, again, measures of good sides is you're not always going to have the momentum going your way. But if you can respond and stay in the game and, and stay in touch, that's what the good sides do, and then eventually you get up. And so that that is, you know, the the biggest thing and the biggest pro for me. What do you think, Ben? Our cleanliness in front of goal in yeah, the first yeah, half yeah. is Huge. what is Huge. what say well kept us in the game. Yeah. Is what kept us in yeah. the game. And great call. To be honest, that was the only reason well, that we were in touch at half time. We actually had something to build on as we went into that second quarter and we really started to put the foot down. Well, you compare that to the Port Adelaide game where you left at the end of the game ruining missed chances. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So we headed the votes from the uh, True Bloods Facebook page. Everyone uh, in the on our how's follows the gr- our page. How's the groundswell on, mm, on True Bloods page? Yep, plenty of votes this week, and they've uh, spoke in numbers. And the one vote has gone to the great man, the goat, Buddy Franklin. Jeez, he'll be furious. He'll, he'll be, be fuming, filthy about that. So ten marks, four contested, three goals, four wasn't his most influential performance, but gee, we you know what he kicks. Him. You know what. He kicks uh, six goals, three. Yeah. Seven goals, two. Yep. Yep. So what? Yep. At the, he's at the other end of the votes. Bit of a different story. Who, was, um, who were the, the two votes, Benny? Two votes to one of my favourite men, Dane Rampy. Ramps. And we haven't actually we brought him up we yet. We didn't talk about him yet. We no. haven't talked about him yet. Fantastic. Wasn't he, yeah, it was great. Wasn't he something special, mm. Tommy? Yep. Mm. Yep. 23 disposals, eight marks, 12 intercept possessions. That's the key one for him, just. Isn't it? It, every, Isn't it? And as such time. a as as a one on one defender, his his marking ability is absolutely sensational. Uh, and the ability absolutely to just sensational. chuck a fist in there when he needs. Absolutely, to. absolutely. I oh, look at a guy like Alex Rance, yeah. and I I see what everyone talks about. I reckon that bloke is the number one defender of open space in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rancy, if you're listening. Whack. I've got a few I got a few thoughts for you, mate. But um no, look, for mine, I think as an intercept player You can't uh, beat Rampy. He well he's fan he's fantastic because he actually also dominates the one on one role and it doesn't matter who it is. You you've only got to look to last season mm. at some of the scales that he claimed. Let's not uh, let's not write off Tex Walker when yep. we went over to Adelaide Oval yep. and we desperately needed a win. Tex did nothing that night. Nothing. Well, you tried that to. Is, he wasn't able to. Absolutely not. That is the kind of output that we get from Dane Rampey, more or less week in, week out. And, and the, we, it's and no we, wonder we went north six we, without him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. One hundred percent. And you, you look at, you look at us, us animals. We turned on him when he fumbled in front of goal. We absolutely <laughs> turned on him. No, we didn't. But th- those sorts of things. That they come as a shock to us because they're so few and far between. Yeah, he only got uh, beaten once last year. Yeah, exactly. You'd, right. you'd probably be. It'd be a fair call to say he would be in the, the top three most consistent players in the AFL. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd be. Uh, he'd be right. He'd be, he'd be up there. He'd be, he'd be up there. A hundred percent. I think in terms of de- as far as defenders go, I think he's the most yep. underrated backman in the competition. Yep. Without a shadow of a doubt, Benny, wholeheartedly agree. Three votes, Matt. The uh, 
the Johnny Farnham farewell tour rolls on. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> oh, God. I wonder what John he's, Farnham's uh, going to say rolls about on, that. Rolls on magnificently he's, on the uh, weekend. He's the voice. Joe. Oh, he is the voice. No, Joe, Joe, he is the Jared voice. Jared McVeigh with 21 disposals, 384 metres gained, and key, especially in the final quarter, the 12 pressure acts. Yep. Because again, when you're when you're under pressure, you you look to the guy who's done it all before and who's been there, and that's Jared McVeigh, and that's why he's so. And he, he wants he wants you. He wants you looking at absolutely at, at him. Without he wants doubt. you looking at him because he knows he's commanding your attention. No, absolutely, hundred percent. And he's going to get it done. There was uh, vital late spoils, Mo- yeah. tackles, multiple. Yeah, yeah, uh, game game saving moments. Absolutely, uh, yeah. le- leadership personified. It was on the weekend in that last quarter. I thought hundred percent. Now, now tell me. We're getting, getting to the crux of this now. Getting towards the superstars of Saturday. Who have you got for four? Lukey Parker, the man who kept us in the game in the first yep. half. I thought he was just magnificent. Though. 21 disposals, 11 contested, six clearances, 10 tackles, that's 19 the big one. pressure acts, and three goals. 10 tackles, that's huge. Those three first half goals, the 10 tackles, everything he does, the 19 pressure acts, the six clearances, it's, all, it's classic Lukey Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, and... As as we've touched on multiple times, Benny, you love it. The the scoreboard impact that uh, you know. That man I has. love a midfielder that goes forward with a bit of scoreboard impact. Tommy, uh, listen, how do you how do you dispute those kinds of numbers? Honestly, you can't. Yeah. You you got a bloke who has backed off. He's backed off with twenty one touches, but he still comes to the party with eleven contested. But then you've also got your ten tackles, which I think is just the example of how. Rough and tough, our midfield is. Whether we're there are a bunch of workhorses, and we Blue won't absolutely at the coalface, oh, yes. Mads, at the coalface. Yes. But very, very impressive numbers and a seriously, seriously, seriously straight set shot. Oh yeah, I, I do. We do. We ask the question the other week, like, who would you pick to do the set shot? It's Parker. He's up there too. It's bloody up there, isn't he? There's Jeez, we've got a couple. We've got a couple. You'd almost pick him over, buddy. <laughs> to be honest, but yeah. <laughs> Another one that you might pick is the bloke who got the five votes. Who wants to read out this man? I'll get around him. Of course you, you will. Look, you're going to wrap your arms around him, eh? You're going to call him your man. I saw him first, Mads. I saw him first. I've been on this kid since he was 17. 16, in fact. In the academy that everyone hates. The mighty so academy, much. yeah. Sorry if you're listening, Eddie. <laughs> um, now, if you haven't figured out who that is, it's the great man from... Callum Mills. <laughs> 50th game for Millsy. Well done, Millsy. Well, well done, done Millsy. Uh, it's the great man from Newcastle, Isaac Heaney. It is. Now, this man, uh, again, we, we talk about his versatility and he was just able in the second half, uh, in the second quarter, sorry, in the, in the third quarter, he was able to move into the midfield and just add a bit of silk which helped us come home. He had 15 disposals, and as, as I said before, nine of them contested. Uh, sorry, sorry, no, he 20. Didn't, 20 disposals, and nine of them contested, and five score involvements. I think that's that's where you get value for money, because he can set them up, and he set up the most important goal of them all. Seven intercept possessions as well, I thought, was mm. key for, for Isaac on the week, and we know him very much for his, uh, his offensive work, but being able to uh, chop out the back six a little bit as well was really important. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think that this performance that he put in on Saturday night is 
evident uh, evidence of why we re-signed him so early on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why we wanted to lock him down. And you see why we, we pass on on those other draft picks in order to make yep. sure that we pick up. Make sure we like get this. enough points. Melbourne, so. Melbourne tried to steal him off us. They tried to steal Mills as well. Imagine uh, that. Given how the academy pick works, Melbourne basically... Just made on, us play our hand yep. as early as possible. Just on Mills. We'll get to him in a minute with, with his 50th game celebration and a little bit of reaction on the social in the second segment. But pick one, Weedering. Pick two, Shacky. Pick three, Mills. How, there's, a, there's a win. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Yes. I mean, you look, at his, you look at his first year, and it was absolutely fantastic. And everyone recognised it. You know, he's the NAB rising star. He was just and a ready-made player, wasn't he? He was, yep. absolutely. But it was based on things like his footy smarts and his mm. skills. And he's starting to build a bigger frame, which is great. But you look at his season last year, and oppositions were actually going out of their way to yep. try and nullify yep. Intimidate him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, to, well, he's so effective. Exactly right, exactly right. So, uh, congratulations, Millsy, on the 50 yeah. games. You know, you've got three massive fans. Uh, well, sorry, two big fans and one huge, ginormous fan. So, that is... In our uh, in our pod. That's Isaac Heaney for the five votes. And as we turn our attention towards the leaderboard, and after four Lots. rounds, we've got the great man, the GOAT, the big Budwar, still leading on 15 votes. He's one. Vote just gets him over Isaac Heaney, who is charging into second air with 14 votes. One vote behind Buddy Franklin Parker in third with 10 votes. Big sinkers, so the, the chieftain. Yeah, with five votes in fourth position. Kennedy with four votes. And then McVeigh, three. Lloyd Mills, Rampy, two. And Florent Hayward, Smith, one. A lot of uh, familiar names coming yes. through in these first couple of rounds, Mads. It's it's very good to see. Have you, have you had a chat to uh, the chieftain? Tom? Uh, I haven't spoken to him much about the game. I'll send him a quick text. Much? <laughs> much? Send him a quick text. Send him a quick text. Just dropped him a line. I, I reckon he'd just be so happy about the footy he's playing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would imagine he would be. I imagine. And he bloody well should be. He bloody well should be. Blossoming, as you said before. Absolutely. Betty. I'm just over the moon. Yeah. Over the moon. Ecstatic. Especially given I was with those same people watching the game who questioned... If he's out, oh, if he fits in. Sacrilegious. Oh, I said, I told you. I bloody told you so. <laughs> As you had your 10th beer. Yeah, it was tasty. <laughs> it was yeah, thirsty. thirsty work watching the Swans on the weekend, let me tell oh, you. It is. Anyway, I tell you, anyone with a hard condition, it's a tough team to barrack for. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until I get my dad in here. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Just a, one quick mention as well. Bit stiff to miss, I would have thought. Tom Papley didn't get a vote. Oh, uh, so oh. stiff. Oh, How did we talk not about, touch on him? Talk about working class. Oh. He's, a, he's a plumber for God's sake. His last two games, he has been beyond influential. Yeah. I have absolutely been ecstatic. Especially, with without, especially without another tall forward there. You, yep. you rely on those guys. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's what Haywood, you know, as we said before, did his job, but didn't hit the scoreboard. But Papley, you just you know you're good for two goals from him. Yeah, and, and his his confidence is up. Sorry, Tommy, I'll uh, come to I'll, I'll flick to you in a sec. Well, and, <laughs> well, that's what we got. Mads alluded to the two goals, and that's just what we got from him: two goals, fifteen disposals, ten contested, three twenty-one meters gained, eleven pressure acts, five inside fifties, and five score involvement. Comprehensive. But you, you look at his confidence, and you can tell. It's yeah. up. Like he, Ryan, in the in the first quarter, he went forward. He took a good grab, had a look around, and he said, "No, no, no, I'm backing myself in here." And he absolutely drilled it home. Lord. And it was 
again, that first quarter where they got the jump on us and we needed everything we could get. Yep. Everything we could get. And it was just sensational. And just on a side note, Lockie Hunter, fully deserving of a week's holiday for punching Paps in the face. Yeah. Bit of a dog act, yeah. I would have thought. Yeah. Dog. All right, uh, let's head to our first break on True Bloods and we'll be back with a little bit more after this. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. And now, boys, we always like to, uh, in our second segment, get into a little bit of fun with the uh, social interaction and uh, our, our battle, our uh, greatest swan of the past 25 years competition. And last week, we had a, a couple of greats once again going head-to-head. Uh, Lewis Roberts-Thompson taking on Ryan O'Keefe. Right. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately... For uh, LRT. He, Take uh, your bat and ball and go home, son. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I thought he'd poll a lot better, to be honest. I think we all did. He's a cold favourite, but uh, I think we'll probably blindsided yeah. by who we put him up against. You can't really go past. He's a favourite, son, Rock. The Rock, can you? Yeah, the, uh, the Hyphenator 179 games. The Hyphenator. 54 goals. <laughs> 54 goals, two-time premiership player, went down to Pebbles. 286 games. Ah, Pebbles. I've forgotten about that nickname until now. That's a ripper. 2006 All-Australian, 2009 Skilton medalist, two-time premiership player, and of course, 2012 Norm Smith medalist, the only only. Sydney Swan slash South Melbourne Norm Smith medalist. The photo of him with the medal hangs on my wall. And it was 76% of the vote that went the way of O'Keefe. Roberts Thompson just 24%. Enormous. Comfortable. It was pretty comfortable in the end. Uh, and the next battle Better this like week. Next year. So you're going to be able to vote on this one as soon as the pod is up. And the next battle is Maka versus Kreza. So Jared McVeigh taking on Darren Creswell in the next battle of the greatest one of the past 25 years competition. So other than that, we had a little bit more on the social media uh, reacting to... The great win that we had against the Bulldogs, the last gasp. Um, you posed a good question. You posed a really good question, I thought, Tommy. And we will get to that. But firstly, Daniel Kerwin said about the win, really hard-fought win. As keeps it uh, pretty simple there, Daniel. Hey, Daniel is my Tanya, man. Daniel. And, uh, he can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Number uh, one contributor. Daniel, we, want you actually, we actually want you to get a little uh, more controversial. I, I want to get him on. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Let's get him in the Let's studio. Get Daniel on. <laughs> ben Scarf said, thanks, Josh Dunkley, which uh, we, we covered off the top. Come home, Josh. Yeah, no, I'm going to start a hashtag. He's a good player. David Meredith says, heart goes out to the 3AW broadcast team. They must be devastated after all that barracking or they lost their money. <laughs> Mates, they should have been listening to, tuning into Fox Footy then. They'd have something to talk about. <laughs> My God. Damien Arnold uh, said, uh, very lucky to get away with that. Very odd decision to play Alia as a forward, which we touched on in. in the first I segment. Hundred percent. So there is the match uh, match analysis from our um, following on the True Bloods Facebook on the True Bloods Facebook page. Uh, let's get to the social question that we put up this afternoon, and it was a big one. What are the what's the best late game winner that you've seen um, over your time as a Bloods fan? So there was a few responses on this one as well. Cracking question, Tommy. 
Yeah, honestly, as a heart-in-mouth club, I mean, you talk earlier about your old man and my old man, they yep. actually cannot sit through yep. the game once they go, like, three goals down. Yep, correct. Uh, there are a lot of heart-in-mouth moments in our in our football club's history, and this is just... This is one of them. And a, a few recurring uh, recurring themes in these answers. And Chris Gow said, it will always be Nick Davis. And it, it always will be for mine. Oh. Always. Oh, I, you can't beat that. There's so many. Uh, yeah, so you can. yeah, you can. Yeah, no, you can. Really. Because Leo Barry really. floated no, no, yeah, across yeah. a pack and understand. won us a grand understand final. That. Understand that. And Mal. Understand that. And understand. Mal. Oh, and Mal. And Mal. Mal was actually... Wasn't really that well represented. No, it no, wasn't. I understand that, but we wouldn't have even bloody been there if it wasn't for Nick Davis. Great call, Great massive call. effort, and I don't want to downplay it. We but he didn't we mark the ball to win us no, the grand final. That that I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But for mine. That was a great moment in the wet. that led that in the led wet. up down kick three goals for the night in three quarters. We were cooked, and he mate. Kicked four Absolutely off his own cooked, boot. and yeah. four pearlers, absolute gems. Every single one of them, with Anthony Hudson commentating. <laughs> Cats fan. <laughs> it was on, it ben. was such a phenomenal feat. It it really was. I just cannot downplay the fact that Leo Barry literally. Won us I'm not a premiership. Sa- I'm not I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not. But I cannot simply give four last-minute goals when 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 when, you say it when like that, Leo doesn't it? Barry. It doesn't sound any better when you say four last-minute goals. <laughs> I I can't I can't prioritise them over. Leo Barry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, agree to disagree. Well, there's a few others as yeah. well. Uh, Shawnee Ray said. Tony Lockett versus Essendon Hart. See, I think... Yeah, prelim I mean, in 1996, after the sign. I think the three of us may be a little bit young to... Tr- like, oh, obviously, it's epic and phenomenal. I was a Carlton supporter at that stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're probably, we were probably too young to really appreciate that one, unfortunately. Well, I actually, I put this to my old man. Oh, now, fortunately, he agreed with me. So he didn't, he didn't copy uh, the blast that the two of you just did. <laughs> but... Um, no, he. I, I I put a few to him. I said, look, everyone's talking about Leo Barry. Everyone's talking about Nick Davis. Everyone's talking about Gary Rowan. Yeah. Uh, everyone's talking about Plugger, and kicking the point after the siren. And he said, look, with all that in mind, he agreed with me. Leo Barry Leo. took the mark oh, yeah. that that won us the grand final that ended a seventy-two year drought. Sammy Wilson said, "Eamon Buchanan, 05 grand oh, that final. Was, underrated. That was yep. so underrated. underrated. Yes, so underrated. Identical yep. play to Davis a few yep. weeks earlier. Yeah, yep, definitely. Uh, the great man Daniel Kerwin said, "Mark, Mark, Mark, Gary Rowan's yeah. mark and goal against the Bombers. Twenty-three points down, four minutes to go. A classic. Yep, absolute classic. All time, Daniel. Just in the regular season. Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing in the home and away yeah. season." Uh, Esky's bookend goals in the 2012 Grand yeah. Final. See, I thought Ben Weatherhead. See, Tommy. I mean, you posted it. Now I know that's, that's that was your bloody profile picture for uh, as long as I've known you. And you, didn't I was quite him. shocked today when I realised that it was no longer. Yeah, it'll be back. It'll his be back. his profile picture is good. It, now. it actually it went from being the photo 
to being the entire footage when Facebook allowed you to do these these videos as your profile picture. Your profile video became became the replay. The the footage from zoomed in on the half forward flank of the Great Southern Stand. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, no, I can't uh, can't get enough of that. I'll, if if it wasn't, you my, never will. No, no, no never will. No. I'll, I'll, Every morning when I wake up, I'm just thinking, Mal, it's awesome. Um, uh, Mark DeFreitas. This one's a bit of an old one. Um, I don't think uh, any of us will, will remember this, but John Roberts, round one, 1980, South Melbourne versus Geelong at Cadinia Park. Good after Lord. the siren kick goal and the Bloods win by three points. Hard to believe that with all the clubs, uh, with the club's three teams in 1980, 1980 performing so well and yet end up moving across the Murray within two years. Thank God we can now say it's been a successful move. Do you reckon we could find the footage of that? Gee, I'll look around for it. I don't know if I type John Roberts into YouTube, whether it'll be the first thing that pops up. But I'll, <laughs> I'll have a look. You found some pretty <laughs> solid footage, Matt, yeah. of, uh, of a young Dermot Brereton on the sidelines yeah, after that's, that's a practice coming, match. That's coming up. Is that coming up? That is going to be I, coming I up. I hope that so. Is I, that was fantastic. A, a Wait until you get a piece of this. Yeah, yes. True bloods. Look, looking forward to that during the week. A bit yes. of Dermot action. Yes. Uh, also on the social, so that, that was the best late game winners. We've covered most bases there. Uh, also on the social this week. But we agree that obviously it's Leo Barry. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> But he does want the last say on that he one. It was, ended was the great, it was an epic moment. Couldn't have done it without Nick. Um, hmm? <laughs> uh, Millsy's 50th. <laughs> we did touch on it slightly earlier, and there was a couple of responses about that too. Uh, Michael McMahon, don't mind this comment. Unbelievable, this boy. The way he plays, you'd think he's a 250-game player. Yeah. The way he can mark, kick, and his courage and decision-making is extremely great for a 50-game player. Imagine what he will be like when he's 27, 28. Scary. Frightening. Frightening. Uh, Gavin Bust said, absolute gun of a young player. Can't wait for the next 200 games in red and white. Oh, yeah. And Johnny McTaggart said, hard as nails. Some question whether he's in our best 22. I haven't met those people yet, but uh, this kid is a star. Have a look at yourself. Yeah. Those people who don't think he's in the best 22. Like I said, I haven't met those people he's... yet, but if they do have that opinion, then I disagree. Ready? And I actually said, he's a gun. Get around him. Yeah. And that was actually before his first game. He's a ready-made footballer. Oh, and well, always was. This is why we love the academy. Mm. For aforementioned reasons. Mm. So that is the social wrap for everything that's going on on the True Bloods page this week. Now, Benny, you're going to lead us off for the next segment. The Obscure Swan. The Obscure Let Swan. Let me tell you, boy, so I got a bit of inspiration. Swan. I got a bit of inspiration this week. And uh, pretty happy with my choice. So, hailing from Tarthra, New South Wales. Tarthra. Tarthra. Where the bloody Haven't been there. It's in New South Wales, Matt. (laughs) And he actually went south of the Murray and headed to Melbourne's Scotch College for boarding. Oh, hello. And was selected by Sydney. A couple of Scotch boys been to the Swannies. In the 2005 rookie draft. 2005. Good year. A few ideas. Good year. I've got a few ideas. ideas. Tommy, got a few ideas? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Was elevated to the senior list in 2007 after a very telling year in the uh, in the reserves. 
Had a bit of fun in the NAFL. Made his senior debut against Brisbane in round 20. Which he owned. Amassing 18 possessions. What position was he playing? He rotated mid through forward. Oh, that's throwing me off a little bit. It's been predominantly was across wings and through half forward. Would you say that this man was an overly contested player? I mean, that's open to interpretation, I think, Tom. I think that's open to interpretation. I think I've got it. He played a total of 26 games for the Swans, kicking 18 goals before being delisted at the after the 2010 season and was picked up in the following draft by the Western Bulldogs. I think I've got it. Oh, that's thrown me off. Go. Okay. Cheese. Cheese yeah. Marlowe! Cheese Marlowe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a huge fan of cheese. Was good. Yeah, Ed, Bar- was Ed Barlow was fan. great. And you know what? Sadly, he really just was as though he fell out of favour. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just very slowly, as though he was grabbed from the back of a crowd, yeah. he just disappeared. I was, and you know, and no one noticed. I was an Ed Barlow fan. I, I think, I think, everyone, I think everyone was an Ed Barlow fan for yeah. the, uh, for the 20, total of twenty six games. Did he go to Scotch? Yeah, yeah. And did he play a game for the Dogs? The question. I yes, asked, he did. Yeah, he actually, yeah. he actually. Um, had a, he's got a, he's almost got a bit of a highlight reel. The, the question I asked you before might have been part of the reason why his career was slightly cut short. I would have thought. Like yeah. I said, open to interpretation, Tom. <laughs> um, can I can I just throw out another? We'll go a bit off script here. Can I throw out another obscure swan? Yeah. What have you got for us, Mads? Luke Vogels. Oh, Vogels. Well, <laughs> no <laughs> shit, Mads. Luke Vogels was my pick before Ed Barbo. <laughs> And I was like, nah, 17 games. No one will know him. No, I loved him. Loved him. Huge fan of Vogels. Mate. So when I sat in the car with you last week, Tommy, and I'm like, I already know who I'm picking. I actually backed out of Luke Vogels. I backed out. I was like, nah, the boys won't get it. Mate, I was the biggest fan. Yeah, mate, I oh, was a massive fan. Mate, it was a, a big few, key forward. Big marking forward. Was it, big marking forward. Was it 2003? Kicked a couple of goals in the last quarter against yep. the Bulldogs. Yep. 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 At the SCG. Yep. 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 Loved him. Folks. Well, you can strike him off the obscure squad yep. for the rest of the year because they're, yeah, they're yeah, in. I just wanted to go, Matt. That was my in. That was my in. I just thought it was... Because I him and Barlow were playing at similar times as well. Very similar times. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so that is the uh, social segment and the obscure swan segment. So let's go to our second break. And after this, we'll be back with a little bit more. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. No, no, he's all, he's all good. So, um, obviously, he continued to play after that knock and um, it was fine. He had a, had a bit of bruising on his arm, but um, no, he's fine now. He's had no problems. And how's Sam recovering after his surgery? Yeah, look, he's, he's OK. Um, they went in, obviously. I decided to operate on it just to, um, um, to, first of all, to go and have a look and see whether it needed operating on it, and it did. And so it was a, a we feel at this early stage, a good decision to operate and um, hopefully that'll help him in his comeback. Um, he feels good today. He's walking around fine, so that's a good sign. 
So is the duration of uh, him being signed still pretty much the same? Yeah, it's still pretty pretty much the same. So it's uh, we're certainly not going to rush him after that. It wasn't uh, operate on him just because we wanted to get him back quicker. Um, we're still conscious of making sure his rehab's right, and um, we'll take the time to get that right. And uh, um, it's just a bit of a extra measures, I guess, put in place at the early part of the of the injury to make sure or to try and prevent anything happening down the track. Welcome back to True Bloods. That is Horse discussing uh, Franklin and his uh, little bit of a shoulder mishap in the Bulldogs game and Sam Reid as well and his prognosis for, well, it's going to be, as we assumed, an eight-week injury for Sam and he's going to be out for a while. So uh, readjusting things in the forward half is going to be the the way forward for the next little bit. And uh, we touched on Alir and his... uh, Lack of outstanding performance. Yeah, like, we we yeah. did say he's in an unfamiliar position in the forward half, but probably... It goes against him, it, but it yeah. doesn't cover the fact that he was yeah. underdone. Nowhere yeah. near where he needed to be. I mean, I could eat my steak blue, but then blame it on it being in the wrong part of the barbecue. It's just not quite as hot. Yeah. But realistically, it was underdone to begin with. Yeah. Yep. And I should have been able to tell. Uh... Yeah. Back to the Neafel, Matt. For a the Neafel. The Neafel. Tommy. Tommy. The, the Neafel. We've been wanting to address this for a week or so now. Don't like the Neafel? Well, like the... it's just flat out wrong, I would have thought. I'm just not nearly <laughs> there. Nearly there, am I? I'm nearly there. So you're Neafel boys, are you? Well, I well, think it's. My, I think. Most, I think. I think. In the I think camp. we're we're Neefle, I think probably seven seven four three W. I think probably Fox Footy. Sen. Uh, I think seven Sen. <laughs> I think they're probably pretty much all Neefle. I just reckon it's got a good sound to it. Neafle. You know, Neafle. Well, do you know what? Of... You do you. Something you do about you. it. That's... I would never want to change you, Tom. Yeah, you're, you're a unique. <laughs> I would never want to change you. You're a unique beast. <laughs> I, I like it. So yes, read out for eight weeks with the quad. Uh, Melican, he's not going to be back for three with the hamstring. Dawson quad test. Uh, it would be nice to see him at some point. Right, I, reckon, yeah, just, oh, I want to see. I want to see him come back in. Pump, pump the brakes a bit there. I think we missed Melican. No, I, I just touched on him. Melican. No, no, I know, I know. But Louis, Louis Melican. We missed. Yeah, him. yeah, oh, yeah. No, on the weekend. Yeah, no, he would have been really yeah. important. Really yeah, important. absolutely. No, I can't can't wait to get him back as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. If if he's right after those as, three weeks, get him straight back. Yeah. In. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you look at elite like Aaliyah versus what Malikin can do to games. Yeah, big hole there. Big hole. That's arguably well, he's a worse gr- than he's a Grundy clone. Right he's a Grundy clone. Yeah, Malikin, and just having a youthful Grundy clone is is pretty handy for mm, any back six. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, foot out with the toe to be announced when he is returning. Toby Pink, he could have been the answer to our problems in the forward half, but he's got an ankle injury out for six weeks. Bloody hell. And Alex Johnson, we touched on him last week, and a couple of people were saying, bring him back into the side, rush him back into the side. <laughs> but uh, um, he's still got a little bit of time left, Alex, and this is what uh, Tom Harley had to say during the week about Alex's progression. Yeah, Alex um, is recovered from his knee, which is... Uh... I guess been the primary cause of his frustration for five years now, which is great. Um, uh, whilst ramping up his training, he had some groin soreness pre-Christmas, uh, had that operated on. He's had a minor setback um, just at the site where the surgery was. Not so much a re-strain, but um, we've had to take uh, the foot off the gas for a couple of weeks. Um, and Alex will continue after about a two-week spell. So, again, a bit like Jordan, and we can't put a hard and fast date on it, but, um, but confident we'll see, uh, see Alex soon. It's always a niggle, isn't there? 
Mads. It's, There's always a niggle, and it doesn't matter if you're talking. It doesn't matter realistically who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, There's always something there. I if, was having a cha- I was having a chat with uh, my housemate, who's a bit of a bodybuilder type, and he said the same thing. There is just always something going on, and you think about these professional athletes, whether you talk about footy or basketball or surfing, whatever sport it is you're Everyone's into. always carrying something. Everyone is carrying yeah. something. And to be honest, probably in the AFL and also the NRL, these heavy contact sports, yeah. always something niggling. Yeah, sure. not, they don't have all have strapping all over them for nothing. The yeah. other thing with, uh, with, with Alex, given that he has had such a shocking run with his knee, uh, the, the loading on the opposite leg... Mm. Yep. Versus the degradation mm. on on the uh, on yeah. the injured knee, yeah. that's got its own sort of balance that it needs to figure There's out as well. So many complications come from having that many knee reconstructions. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, as I said, even even yeah. Daniel Menzel's pulling his hair out, going, "I can't believe how many knee yeah. reconstructions this guy's how had." Have, how have you done it? But yeah. Right, right now, it's been really good too. He's been really good to Alex Johnson. But right now, where he's at is is probably the most encouraging signs we've seen uh, in in terms Definitely. of his progression in in his rehabilitation that we that we've seen over since he did his first knee. And let's not get away from that either. Let's not get away from that. This is as promising as yeah. it has been for him realistically in the past. Can five, he play can five he, years? Can he play AFL this year? I to be honest, I don't really want to. Still poke around at it. It Probably, probably, yeah, yeah. realistically. And I probably don't know enough about where he's at. Yep. But I think I speak for pretty much every single Swan fan and indeed probably greater AFL fan. fan. Yeah. Uh, When I say I'd love to see him play, I would would just about fly around the country to see him. Yeah. uh, To see him run out on the field again. It would be absolutely, as you said before, momentous. Huge. Absolutely, like yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, standing ovation as yep. he come out. On Absolutely, the absolutely. Yep, we all wish uh, Alex all the best in his rehabilitation, and hopefully he can get back out on the field as soon as possible. Now we turn our attention to the big round five clash against the Adelaide Crows at the SCG, seven fifty PM Friday night, and this is going to be an absolute monster of a clash, especially if the Crows can bring it. They certainly didn't last week. I'll be leaving the nest. This Friday, Tommy, I'm heading up to the uh, to the SCG. Oh yes, absolutely. I'll be there. I'll be there viewing it in person. Beautiful, mate. I'm very, very, very confident. Personally, I think they they. Sorry to cut you off, Matt. I think that they are slightly out of touch. They have a culture issue. Slightly out of touch. Yeah, they just got belted on their own ground by Collingwood. Hmm. Yeah, Friday night footy. Start of the season, everyone's all over the place. They're hard to tell because has... we said we said that they would get thumped. Well, sorry, pardon me. You two said that they would get thumped on their home ground by Richmond, and they actually won quite comfortably. So yeah, I did. for yeah. mine, I'm very comfortable about them coming to the SCG and us playing our hard contested ball. Uh, I'm loving that Sinkers is going to get a go against uh, Jacobs who, as we have previously discussed, doesn't really look like he's got the tank no. at the moment. And Sinkers does. That oh, being, absolutely. That being said, Adelaide ranked equal second in centre clearances, averaging 15 per game compared to the Swans, who are 10th with an average of 13.3. A bit of that can be attributed to Jacobs. Yeah, 100%, but also to what damage? Yeah. 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 What are they actually... Yeah. Let's. This game is unfortunate. Is 
fortunately, about kicking goals, putting Sloan's, the score. Sloan's on. been out of touch as well. He's yeah. been, he, for mine, has been too easily shut out of games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, it, it just goes back to they have a culture problem. There is, there is an issue there. You've got Tex Walker, who uh, I think it was... He was the junk well, last he week. Was, he, was, he, he was junk. And that is the captain of a football yeah, side. Not if, good enough. If either one of us sat there and watched Josh Kennedy do that... Yeah, oh. I would be absolutely be, be hell to pay on the livid. True Bloods podcast. There'd be another letter to Tom Harley. Yeah, I reckon. Absolutely. Lord there'd Almighty. Be, there, there would be emails oh. to the senior <laughs> football star. To the board. Addressing the board. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty, Ben. And our recent record against them is great. We've absolutely dominated the Crows in the six of the last seven meetings. We've uh, Beat them in Adelaide as won, well. Won six of the last seven and including three more than 50 points. So... Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm I'm quietly confident about Friday yeah. nights. Um, the the only thing is, I mean, they've certainly got something to prove. Yep. Um, and but I mean, so do we, and we do every week. And I don't expect us to now, be anything but. I better think than I that. think the thing is that when you compare the strengths of their game style, they they match up with ours. Yep. It's it's hard contested. Yeah, ball. it's always going to be close. And We're not going to blow right them out now. of the water. Yeah, correct. And yeah. at the end of the day, I think that we've just got our tails up. Tommy, I can but see you itching to get in here. No bets. They've just lost bets. And oh, no really? Crouch Brothers as well. Yeah, Crouch Brothers out is huge. Yeah, Problematic. That's, that's, that's not good for them. But they Problematic. Do. Putting it lightly, Matt. Mm. I've still got the outside run, though. Uh, Gibbs, Laird, and Seedsman averaging Gibbs is, Gibbs 60, okay. 60 uncontested possessions between them per game. So yeah. that's, that's the outside run that we have to lock down on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Gibbs has been the shining light, I think. Not so much last week, but yeah. um, he's yeah, been I'd good. agree with that, for sure, for sure. Lady's always solid. Yep. I think the open expanses that they're that they're used to. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to be oval. I gonna... feel like that it's going to be as though they're running out onto an under tens football field. They're going to be claustrophobic then. Absolutely, Mads. Great turn for it. Last time we played them, went over to Adelaide late last year and played one of the games of the season. We touched on it earlier. Buddy's running goal against Talia, the clear highlight. But robbed. we had to battle hard. Robbed. Yeah, yeah, it should have been goal of the year for sure. Absolutely should have been goal of the year. 100%. Uh, but Kennedy, Parker and Hannah's combined for 90 disposals in that game and Papley's clean take off the shoulder and then clutch goal late in the game. Sensational. That got us over the line. Great game that was. Huge. Round 22 last year, Adelaide Oval. I was absolutely frothing yes. by that stage. When Paps kicked that goal, The whole it, I was in a very quiet pub, and the whole <laughs> pub knew about it, let me tell you. When, that, when Paps kicked that goal, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was all happening. Very good. So, I'm going to watch the highlights tonight of that game. It, it's about that time of the week where we have to put in our tips, and once again, I think we'll all be tipping the Sydney Swans in this one. You'd say so. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going with uh, with five goals. Three goals. Six. That'll be close. Six for me. Cool. Um, I mean, Tommy, why not make it a blowout? Oh, yeah. Why not make it eight? Let's, yeah. let's, go on, in for a penny, in for a go, pound. Let's go 15. 15 Ooh. goals. <laughs> flogging. Oh, Absolute flogging, buddy. Uh, look, 12. I think, I, think, I think it will be a comfortable win for us. Um, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be um, frustrated if it's close. St Kilda GWS. 
Holy uh, hell. Oh, jeez. Well, I just said that could be 15 goals a little bit facetiously about this Adelaide, but this one could definitely be yeah. 15 goals. Could be 20, could be 30. Where at where GWS, I'm getting Toby Green back. Did he play this weekend? No. Yeah, I'm unsure whether he's returning this week yeah. either. We will find out teams on Thursday night, I assume. But uh, I think 11 goals. But if Toby's back, I think 15. Yeah. Yeah, 100 points. He's a, he's a he's four a, goal player. He's a four, especially against a side that is as out of sorts yep. as St Kilda and also our best to Dylan Robertson, who has fallen uh, victim to very, very unsavoury circumstances. Yeah, unfortunately. Very, it was very, quite strange to see, but it's there's some pretty serious stuff at hand. Yes, yep. So yep. our best to him. Yeah, GWS on, on the Eddie had is going to be oh, under the roof. They're not going to have any uh, conditions to work with. It's going to be the Kelly and Canelio and Shield show. They're going to just Lord. be able to use all of their Patton, polish. Cameron. Patton, Cameron. Yeah, no, they're, they're 100 points. 100 it's going to be an absolute clinic. Yep. Carlton versus the West Coast Eagles, 4.35pm Saturday, MCG. The West Coast Eagles for mine. I was really, I was really disappointed in Carlton's effort well, on the weekend. This is going to be the interesting one, right? I, I think they're... A, Pretty good side, West Coast, but they haven't historically performed overly well when they come away from West Coast, especially at the G. So if they can start getting wins here, pretty good sign for them, I would have thought. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. But also, as I mean, Carlton, Carlton they, they're well, garbage. no, they're very young and yeah. very inexperienced. Yeah. yeah. And they've got so, so much that they still need to work on. Yeah. Tommy? Yeah, you think about how young Carlton are and then you look at the West Coast and there's Nick Nat, JK, Hearn, yep. Yo, McGovern, Gaff, yep. Shuey, Lysett, Darling, Lacroix, Cripps, Jeddah. Like, they're pretty... Good Lord. Sold senior. Marston, Redden, Shepard, Sheed, Duggan, Barras. Yep. Handy, handy names. Liam Ryan. Liam Ryan's injured at the moment. <laughs> Liam Ryan came out a couple of weeks ago with the, I think it was the ankle injury. He but did. they he brought did. in Willie Rioli and everyone knows that when you bring a Rioli into your side, special things yeah, happen. Oh, Rioli... The real name speak for, speaks for itself, doesn't it? Exactly yeah. right. So uh, for for mine, uh, Josh Kennedy to double Carlton score and West Coast by Good eighty Lord. points. Yeah, I'd agree yeah, with that. Probably uh, Port Adelaide versus Geelong. Probably for mine, Ooh. the hardest game to tip of the round. Seven ten p.m. Saturday, yeah, Adelaide Oval. Huge, huge. I'm going to back Geelong's mids to get on top, with or without <laughs> Gary Ablett. For mine, I think that the impact that Selwood and Dangerfield will have on the clearances will be enough to get them over the line, even with uh, with Port Adelaide being at home. Port Adelaide. Yeah. Port I, Adelaide. I was thinking about Geelong, but I can't go past what Port Adelaide Port. were able to do to us a couple of weeks ago. I thought they were fantastic. Classy outfit. Um. I'm just going to tip Port in an absolute yep. nail bite. It'll be a good yeah. one. Oh, it'll be, it'll, it'll be, be a cracker. It'll be within 10 points. Yep. Yep. And if that's not game of the round, funnily enough, this one could be Fremantle taking on the Western Bulldogs, 6.10pm uh, Saturday after, afternoon slash evening over at Optus in Perth. Could be a beauty, this. Absolute beauty, I reckon. Heave ho. They will, they will win. They'll bring this one home. Yeah, based on the fact, Freo honestly. will win. Honestly, Based on the fact that it's at Optus Stadium. Yep. Based on the fact that they are at home with their yep. fans on the open expanses. Yep. Sandalands and Fife in front of the Purple Army. Oh, yes. The Purple Haze. 
The purple haze. <laughs> the doggies are in good nick, so you've got to give them a chance. They but. are. I do, and I do. And again, this is this is another pretty tight one. Yeah, for it mine. will be a tight it's one. It's two to three goals. I think Freo at home. Yeah. Uh, and after Ben Brown's heroics on the weekend against Carlton, you'd have to give North just the slightest chance that Eddie had 3.20pm Sunday against did, the Hawks. Did either of you see what happened to the Demons on Sunday at the G? They got absolutely lit up. From quarter time, Hawthorne kicked 15 goals too. It was the Hawthorne of old, wasn't it? Yeah, it's scary. Melbourne kicked one goal seven. Yep. Now, that says as much for the pressure of the Hawthorne defence. Yep. Ben Stratton run at, ran an absolute And muck. how is the hairstyle? Oh, it's up there with best the, the best the slash worst, yeah. <laughs> depending on your Correct. taste. It's, uh, it, it's that of the new age AFL footballer, unfortunately. Untouchable. Yes. But also uh, getting away from the fact... They were scary. They that were seriously, point. seriously yeah. good. Yep. They were smarter than Melbourne on the ground. Uh, Clarkson was better than Goodwin in the box. Yes. Uh, they were cleaner than Melbourne as a side with their skills. Yes. And they were far more clinical. Their better players shone through. Uh, their, I mean, Isaac Smith had a cracking game. Luke Bruce had impacts. It was, it was as you said, the Hawthorne of old. And for mine... Um, it has to be Hawthorne by at least at least five or six goals. So the 86-point yep. drubbing that uh, North Melbourne gave to Carlton didn't do enough for you to consider them as a tip for this? That was against boys. They're now against men. Yep. That's a good call. Beyond, beyond men. Yeah. They're, they're up against uh, a, a seasoned football side. Yeah, with a uh, genius coach. Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about North Melbourne, who even... I, I, I honestly owe them an apology also. Uh, I've been quite harsh on them, but at the end of the day, I still think that they are a very... Uh, they're, they're mild, effectively. Yeah. I don't think that they have the, the no, depth. Yeah. They don't have the depth to go with Hawthorne. Yeah. No. Yep, Hawks for me as well. Brisbane taking on the Gold Coast, 4.40pm Sunday at the Gabba. Brisbane, two goals, 5.17 last week. Jeez, that was a drubbing. Yeah, I'm going to back Brisbane in here. Yep. Yep. I'm going to back Fags. I'm going to back Hodge. I'm going to back that that classy midfield, or soon-to-be classy midfield, I feel. Yeah, I feel like a couple of years ago, Brisbane, it would have been a pretty quiet week on the track. Yep. But I don't think that... That's carrying over no. in Fagan's regime, and it's a different I'm, place there. Yeah, I, I'm still gonna back Gold Coast, but it's gonna be a tight contest. Brisbane have a lot to prove after uh, what was effectively just Richmond dancing uh, around, did, which is that's. Did you hear a lot on radio over the last couple of days? I've been listening to SEN a lot. People have been giving Hodge so much stick. Yeah, it's it's a bit rough. They're all pretty ordinary. Yeah, but uh, calling for his retirement, I think that's a bit much, isn't it? Well, there's nuffy supporters for every club, there I suppose. Are. Yeah, there are. Yeah, I, I just sense that uh, Gold Coast will see this one as a big opportunity for them. Um, they don't have an opportunity to win every week because they yep. don't have the strongest list in the comp. I feel like they'll go up to Brisbane this week going, we know that this is one that we have to mark down as a win. Swallow, Hall, Lions, Weller, uh, Jack Martin, Harbrow, Aaron Young, they're all in pretty good nick. Um, and I think Gold Coast will get over the line. Five goals. Yep. Fair call. Uh, Melbourne taking on Richmond, 7.25, Tuesday night 
at the MCG, Anzac oh, Day Eve. Always a good one. Richmond or Beltham. Yep. Yep. Can't As I said, they were, they were comprehensively outclassed the days. Yep. I I think they really need Jaden Hunt back. Yeah. They they looked so slow yeah. against Hawthorne. Yeah. So slow. Yeah. Like borderline sluggish. Uh, Jake Lever. Jake Lever. Oh. Big money. Yeah. Well, he's their Kurt Tippett. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Currently. Well, I'm not going to call it that early, but currently, uh, on the current form, yeah, big money, big flop. I would, I, I personally, I wouldn't have given him that that offer no. myself. But uh, for mine, yeah, it's uh, it's the Tigs. Cool. And the last game of the round, the Anzac Day annual clash at the MCG, three twenty p.m. on Wednesday. Collingwood taking on Essendon. Boys, let's make some apologies. Yeah. yeah, look, I've been, I have been, yeah, so we very all have. ruthless. Yeah, we we all have, have not been a yeah. a friend. Yeah, we have not been a friend. We've been arrogant. We've been unkind. We have, we have. <laughs> I, I I look at it this way. I <laughs> I talk with a good friend of mine who is a diehard Carlton supporter in a very constructive way. I deliver critical blows about Carlton, but. It's always emphasised by the fact that they're very young and mm-hmm. there's a lot to come and all this sort of stuff. I have flat out put Collingwood in the bin, but yep. they are not as poor as uh, as they have been made out to be. They have put in some dribble efforts. I won't uh, hide away from that. But Grundy would almost uh, be leading the brown loaf of mine. Hundred percent, the All Australian ruckman would be up there for the Brownlow. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah I'd, uh, I'd certainly agree with All Australian for sure. He's he's looking yeah. in as good a nick as you can be. And yep. I mean, look, credit to the Collingwood midfield. And we've had a bit of a dip. At, I mean, everyone's had a bit of a dip at Bucks's recruiting over the journey. But how are these for three names? Jaden Stevenson, five goals on the weekend. Five goals. Will Not Hos- bad for a second game. Not Will Hoskin Fourth game, Elliot. I think. Fourth game, sorry. Yeah. Will Hoskin Elliot, they brought in last year. Been yeah, nothing, nothing stunning. But, nothing but Fantastic. Goals. Seriously good. 100%. And one that we let go of, Sam Murray, a Dane Rampy clone, and we've let him go down there, and he's been fantastic in the other What do we get for him? Uh, we got a second round pick in this year's draft, which is probably going to be whose son? Uh, is that Nick Blakey? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, Nick, Nick Blakey. Blakey. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, but Sam Murray's a jet. He is. he is. But, I mean, at the end of the day. Can't oh, keep them all. I've, yeah, can't keep them all. Uh, yeah, Collingwood's mid... Well, Anzac Day's one of those days where you, you either go hard or you go home. And yep. Collingwood go hard. Collingwood Essendon, will win the game. Essendon go home. Yeah, I'll... Collingwood will win. Collingwood first time, six, six or seven goals. First time in the first five rounds. Collingwood will Mate, win. Collingwood will win this one. Uh, Mads, you were alluding earlier also in a discussion with Tommy about how Essendon picked apart Port Adelaide basically because it's it's Windy Hill. Yeah. It's Windy Hill right. and it's un, and the roof is closed and it's just what they know. Yeah, and that's all they know, essentially. That is the round of matches for round five. Just wanted to... um. To touch on something, uh, a great player for the Bloods gave birth to twins. Yep. Late last week, Gary Rowan. Last Thursday, gave birth to Bella Ray on Willow Navia. 
Um, unfortunately, Willow passed away for all where he's been very uh, public about it and very happy to talk about it. But I just wanted to uh, send our love and support out to the Rowan family at this time. Yeah. On behalf of the True Bloods, we all wish Gary and Amy all the best. And we do. Yeah, difficult time. Rest in peace, little Willow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And that is it. For Up the week. Bloods. Can the Mighty Bloods for this Friday night against the Adelaide Crows. Let's smash them, boys. I Come hope on. Tex has a stinker. Yeah, me too. 7.50pm at the SCG this Friday night. Make sure you check us all out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks to Madison Clark and Ben Andrew for being here once again. On you, Tommy. Leo Barry, you star. <laughs> My name is Tommy Flanagan. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods. Up the Swannies. This has been a Podular Media Production.